I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bo Cephas, here we go. Week number eight in the NFL, and buddy, last weekend was not fun at all it was a kind of weird a little sloppy and cost me way too much money and once i got rid of that overpriced whore i had to sit (laughs) down and watch some (laughs) shitty fucking football that's right baby we bring this shit to you in a way that nobody else does in the country now whether you are here for the funny it's a quest for fun i'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun we're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. You're a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! Woo! Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible. Freaking disgusting cold beer choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Polliner Oktoberfest 4.75 out of 5 stars on my beer. That's right. I saved the best for last. My favorite of all time Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. But October is over. And this is officially our last podcast before Halloween. So tonight I'm going to share a short um, history of Halloween for everybody. Oh, boy. So first of all, everybody, certainly everybody knows that uh, Halloween original originated as an ancient Celtic tradition called 
Sawin, mm-hmm. uh, where Larry Bird and Paul Pierce would get together mm-hmm. and light a big bonfire and dress up in costumes to scare the Lakers out of another final championship. Hmm. Well, eventually, the Christians came along, and as they always do, <laughs> they commandeered this holiday and took all the fun out of it, made people go to church, and told all the kids the candy had razor blades in it and it was poison, and all this other ridiculous shit to try and discourage kids from just enjoying being kids. Now, quick side note of that, there has actually been three cases of poisoning Halloween candy on Halloween night in the U.S. recorded where all three kids died. But in all three cases, uh, it was the kids' own parents that poisoned the candy. So clever, but not clever <laughs> enough there, Dad. <laughs> Almost. But anyway, eventually, all those kiddos that didn't get murdered by their own parents, they grew up and decided, hey, fuck letting the kids have all the fun. Let's all go get drunk and fuck each other. <laughs> and so now, the Saturday before Halloween is the day that the most sex is had of any day of the year in this country, which Longhorn does make sense because if you take Frumpy Ann from the office, who's a smooth five all day, every day, and you mm-hmm. stuff her in a slutty nurse costume and oh, then add a 12-pack to the equation, well, oh. my friend, that comes out to a little uh, math equation I like to call penis plus vagina squared or pena, uh, pen, penis plus vagina divided by butthole. Either way you figure it, it all equals out to a great time for me. So I love this holiday and happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, I just I just went, you know, six to midnight over here just thinking about all that stuff. So that was I mean fucking I love Halloween. Oh my god, we're gonna get the podcast now. We're gonna over the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every, and I do mean every win in the NFL in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks as we always do. But right now, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by PooReduce.com. Do you have anxiety over the big moments in your life because you know that somewhere in the middle of that moment, you're going to have a wild mud monkey come screaming out of your shitbox? The big business meeting, a final exam, your grandma's funeral, all of these are equally bad times to have a bag of ass apples fall out of your poop chute. Well, if you're tired of having your life held hostage by your chocolate sausage, then I have your solution. It's Poo-Reduce! Poo-Reduce is an all-natural remedy for your unwanted tangy butt nuts. Poo-Reduce is a patented and proven formula whose two main ingredients are peanut butter and cheese. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I have no idea what's in this shit. All I know is if you have the green apple splatters when it really fucking matters... Or you're sitting with your daughter and you get that poo-poo water? God damn it, if you're with the one you love and you feel that hot butt mud, hoos! That's PooReduce.com, code word glory hole for 10% off of your first order of their butt dumpling stumpling formula. That's PooReduce.com, code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. PooReduce.com, code word glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that PooReduce is a hell of a product. Hmm. You know that I am... A purveyor of that product. Uh, it's helped me through many, many, uh, you know, masses mm. on Sunday, funerals, whatever, uh, you know, big events that produces. It's a lifesaver, man. It really fucking is. Yeah. It's, you know, you want, you want a clean anal cavity this time of year because, <laughs> you, you know, like you said, things get a little wild on Halloween <laughs> night and you might get a little unexpected action in the, uh, in the anal cavity and you want it nice and clean and tight. Oh, no sloppy shits. <laughs> no. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just 
fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad. This is bad? This is bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was that that week fucking ended, because uh, nothing else was good about that, so we'll move on to the bad, and the bad was, yeah, fucking us, 9 and 11, lost two units, you know, tough week, tough week, but we are very much back on the grind. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it was bad, but you know, in your bad weeks, if you're dropping two units only, I mean, yes, bad, yes, we'll do better, but, you know. Hey, it ain't it ain't all that bad, and we're gonna kick ass this weekend, so I can't wait. God damn right! But right now we're gonna talk about the are you fucking kidding me? Mm. Oh, and this one. How are you gonna How are you gonna pick? I don't know. Oh, I've got a pick. I've got. We're gonna go to college. Uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. I gave it out as my best bet last week, minus three and a half, free pick on the podcast. Uh, so you knew something crazy had to happen. I've been on fire with those, but. We're up 29-14, heading to the fourth. And SMU got 13 trash points in the fourth. Since he didn't score another single point in the fourth quarter. Since he outgained them by over 100 yards. Even with all those trash yards that SMU got, they still outgained them. And, but here's where it all went wrong. Since he went for it, on fourth and one from their own 40, while they were up by three fucking scores. They didn't get it. SMU scores a touchdown on the very next play. Next drive, Cincy misses a field goal. SMU takes over, scores a touchdown. Then Cincy goes three and out. SMU scores another fucking touchdown. And they didn't even have the goddamn common decency to get the two-point conversion that would have tied the game and get us to overtime so we still had a fucking chance. That was the game that took our week in college from eight and six to seven and seven and a fucking sister kiss. Fuck! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's happening! Stay f***ing What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! You heard those bells. It is time, baby, to go over all those wins in the air tonight. And we're going to start off in fucking London for my hey, mate. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Our consensus, two and a half point. Kind of home. Kind of home favorites over the Denver Broncos. 
Yeah, this game could be in London, it could be in Australia, it could be in Iraq, it doesn't matter. It is definitely the Hello Corner TV game. Nobody is going to watch this game. Uh, maybe the good people of London will, because they seem to love anything we send over there, um, except for Joe Biden. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But they're going to have to fight through this, because this is a slam under... Uh, game to me. Other than that, I really just, I mean, Russell, I saw today that Russell says he can play. I don't know if they even really want him to, but uh, the defense is going to dominate these this game. Hey guys, it's me, Russ. I, I'm good. Yeah, remember me? Remember me? Uh, let's ride. Let's ride, Broncos. Let's ride. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be ugly. Um, the fact that it's up to two and a half, I mean, so, so I'm guessing all the steam is coming in on Jacksonville. Which, you know, that makes sense. They do, you know, as weird as it is, they have played over there more than anybody. So I would lean to Jacksonville as long as it stays under three. And I would probably definitely look to tease Denver up to that eight and a half. Um, and what I think is going to be a low scoring, disgusting, <laughs> close game. So, yeah. Uh, just, you know, th- usually some of these London games we've been kind of waking up and I've been kind of excited to see what the what's what's going on and see how these games end this will be one that I just won't even check at all uh no I'll be very fucking hungover after our big Halloween party <laughs> on Saturday when me and Frumpy Ann got it on uh so oh yeah yeah no oh, yeah. no chance on this one uh the only thing I really have is the Broncos are before the buy away dog and against the 2010, that is 29, 25, and 2 against the spreads. Take that for what it's worth. However, look, I mean, Jacksonville is the best, worst team I think that I've ever seen in my life. They're ninth overall in DVOA, the ninth best team in the NFL. Denver is, as I'm scrolling, and I continue to fucking scroll. Number 22. 22. Yet somehow they're only laying two and a half. I mean, it should be Jacksonville all the way. There should be no way it's not Jacksonville all the fucking way. But, I I mean, I saw stats today that Trevor Lawrence, since the history of the NFL, so however long that's been, however long they've kept stats, 100 years, whatever the fuck, uh, he's the first quarterback to ever have more than 20 passing attempts, complete over 90%, I believe it was, completion percentage, have three touchdowns, either 90 or 70, I can't remember, have three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and lose the game. He's the first one to ever do it, ever. So I don't know how you trust this team. I don't want to watch this game. I've got no interest at all. If I had to pick, of course, I picked Jacksonville minus two and a half. They're the better football team. They should win, but... It is a it is a uh, pros Joe's on the ticket split. I mean, the tickets are coming in sixty six percent on Jacksonville, but the cash is coming in sixty one percent on Denver. So, yeah. you know, curious. All right, we're gonna move on to those Dallas Cowboys, and they are consensus nine and a half point home favorites over those Chicago man. Fuck you, Bears. Fuck. You. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. Fuck this whole NFL season. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The, you've got these fucking giant dogs who, if they're winning, they're not just covering and backdooring like we've seen, I don't know, our entire fucking lives in the NFL. And 
in a in a league that's full of parity, which it is, for some reason, there's blowouts going on both sides. Like it's either the favorite winning and blowing out, or it's the fucking underdog not just covering, but winning and sometimes blowing out the favorite. It's the most. I mean, I don't mean to go on a tangent here, but it's a very strange NFL season so far, specifically when you take into consideration that there is so much parity in this league. So it, I think it's going to normalize, but who the fuck knows? With that said, um, I can skip half my write-up here because it was about the bullshit that went on last week with New England that you just touched on. But I will say this, you know, uh, if you're not subscribed to the Revolution Network, you need to be because in the offseason, we do a lot of work in digging into these teams and, and a lot of the you know football goes all year long. So if you are subscribed and you listen to the Football and Freedom Show, um, I talked about Chicago and how they are building a kind of the new no-fly zone that Denver used to have. That's really their only redeeming quality uh, that's going on this fo- with this football team right now. And other than the fact that Occasionally, and it seems like they figured it out a little bit last week on how to use Justin Fields in the way that uh, the Giants are using Daniel Jones and the way a lot of teams use quarterbacks that aren't necessarily very good throwing the ball. You have to use their legs and roll them out. That is their only hope here against Dallas and this just ferocious pass rush to even stay in this game. I don't think they can. Um, you know, I don't know how they. I don't know how they score much on this defense at all. Uh, but on the, like I said, on the flip side, I'm not sure that with Dak coming back from the injury and and last week, I, I know that they got the win. They didn't. He did not look good. I mean, he did not look good at all, which was predictable. It was it was part of our handicap last week. Uh, we took a bad loss there with Detroit plus seven. Um, but look, I don't see it being much different. I think this is going to be a low scoring, sloppy game by Dallas on offense. And I just what's usually a very sloppy, disgusting game by Chicago on offense. So it goes against conventional thinking of what I would normally say. But I uh, I see a twenty to six, twenty to you know ten type win here for Dallas. And I I mean I hate taking a almost ten point favorite in a game that's going to be this low scoring, but. I just don't see any other way Chicago is going to score enough to stay in this game. Um, change my mind because I, I, I literally I want you to change my mind and put me on this nine and a half point dog here. So so change my mind. Well, I got some stuff on both sides. So first of all, first and foremost, this is a full numbers agreement to Chicago, even through our new Good. algorithm put Good. through. So we got that, and also on Chicago's side. So. Home favorite since 2015, week eight and on. So I'm going to mention a lot of trends. Just know I'm just going to stop saying this. They're all from 2015. They're all from week eight and on. That's where we are in the last you know six years. Basically, your relative window in the NFL, the trends kind of turn over. Uh, home favorite, again, between eight and ten points with a winning percentage over 50% uh, versus a winning percentage of under 50%, 4 and 5 ATS. 2 6 and 1 in that period to the under. Now all time this trend is 12 and 13. To the so the dogs covering both, but all time 9 15 and 1 again to the under. So that speaks to your point about Chicago not scoring, but it also speaks to your uh, point that Dak who was number 13 
last week in QBR. So a little bit above average, but not great, like you said. Yeah. Um, and again, Chicago, I think, is 15 now in DVOA defense. So they're coming up on that. But here's what turns to the Cowboys. So home favorites before the bye are 47 and 34 ATS since 2010. That is the fucking spot that you want to be uh, before the bye, either a home favorite or home dog. You just basically want to be at fucking home. So they're in that spot. And then inside of that, I've got a couple of trends here. Now, these are a little bit more obscure, but if you're a home favorite before the bye, favored by more than four, and you were not on the road the week before, and you're not an undefeated team, 43-10 and 10 all-time ATS. And then against Chicago, away dogs of more than four and a half off of a 17-point or more win as a dog, which Chicago just did in the previous game. 24 and 45, 34.8% covering, and they fall into that as well. So the numbers are really the only thing going in the other trend that I said uh, from Dallas from the since 2015, and that's slight. Four and five, and 12 and 13. So basically, that's a coin flip. So you've got the algorithms on Chicago, and everything else is on the Cowboys. So if Chicago can find a way to score. I'd say 13 points they cover. If they don't score <laughs> at least that, then they're not going to. I think that's pretty much where I'm at with this one. Yeah, and it, and it looks like Zeke is trending to not play. I mean, it's it's probably going to be a game-time decision. That could be an Look, upgrade. It looks like he's not going to go. That could be an upgrade. Yeah. That could be an upgrade for the Cowboys, honestly. Could be. All right, moving on to our Las Vegas Raiders. Minus one and a half on the road against those New Orleans Saints. Yeah, if I can find it. I know I have it here somewhere. There it is. Um, oh, yes. I remember now. Um, Vegas is, they might be the worst, or I mean, excuse me, the best bad team in the league right now. And New Orleans is apparently the worst good team on paper anyways in the league. So in this game, I am just ready to completely flip my pers- uh, perspectives and perceptions on both these teams. Um, so I'm going to lean to Vegas as the short favorite and tease up New Orleans. Um, you know, th- I've been holding on, and which you're supposed to. You're supposed to hold on to your preseason priors uh, of teams. Um, and it's supposed to fade week by week by week up to a certain point. We're getting to the point now where these teams are going to start falling into just what they are. Um, you know, at least, you know, or at least, you know, what they will be at this point in the season. And you can throw away your priors. Um, I just, I know, I know that the Raiders are, they have a bad record, but they're starting to play a little bit and they've had some close games. They've had some games that could go, you know, the other way. The Arizona loss was one that they could have easily have won. And I think there was one more that they, that they kind of let get away. Uh, bottom line is the Saints, the you first know, game of the they season, look good. On, what's that? When the first game of the season? Uh, I can't remember. I, 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 I could pull up their schedule. No, I might do that when you start talking. But l- the bottom line is that the Saints, I, I got to just let go of I got to let go of <laughs> what I thought they were going to be. They still look good on paper, but you got people like Michael Thomas 
just apparently quitting football, at least if there's a, um, you know, a, a certain quarterback not playing, then he's not going to play. The defense, really, I know Lattimore has been in and out, but besides that, w- what the fuck, man? Like, like it's the same defense they had last year, and it just isn't performing. So um, I'm going to lean to the Raiders. Uh, just that They're showing me that they're actually trending up, and the Saints are trending in a bad direction. So lean to the Raiders. Yeah, it's weird on that because you've got the same defensive personnel, the same defensive scheme because the head coach was the defensive coordinator and has been there for yeah. years under Sean Payton. So the only thing that they're and I talked to Eric they're, off they air are about that was terrible. Yeah, I think the only difference is he just can't spend the time on that side of the ball because now he's the CEO and you got other shit to do. But whoever he's put in charge of that, it ain't fucking working, boss. So you might want to fucking step next door and. Uh, Poke your head in a yeah, meeting check room it or out. something. See what now, on the numbers, they are split all the way on all the algorithms. It's fucking split every which way, which you would expect <laughs> against two teams like this. But, uh, since again, since 2015, week eight and on, home dog between two and four points with a less than 50% winning percentage versus another team, less than 50% winning percentage, uh, 23 and 17, 57.5%. ATS to the home dog in this situation. So I'd, I'd probably have to lean against you a little bit there only because of that. But I mean, that's just a lean. I don't, I don't really like this game either way. I don't feel strongly about it either way. I uh, don't see neither one of these teams. Nope. Nobody's got a buy trend here. So yeah, um, that's it's pretty much just a stay away game for me that these teams did equalize a little bit before I have any faith. You know, we had some faith laying, or, or, I don't remember, Lewis later took points earlier with New Orleans. And they kind of let us down. I've faded the Raiders a couple different times in the Super Contest, and it's worked out for me. But, you know, I you know, I don't have as much confidence in it this week as I did in weeks prior. Well, I mean, I've, I've got them teased up to, um, I've got them teased up to the seven and a half. And, Speaking you of know, that, the teasers are taking a fucking oh, whipping. A because whipping. Of, because of what I said, it's they're they're fucking being blowouts either way. It's like that's not the NFL. But if that continues to happen, then yeah, teachers will continue to take a fucking beating all year. But I am not changing what I do, so I will continue to tease away and just assume that the NFL gets back to what the NFL has always been. Yeah, you can't throw away your whole system from seven weeks of fucking football. Like that's just that's not a smart thing to do. That's a very public and square thing to do. Uh, we'll we'll continue to monitor, not monitor, but yes, monitor the situation. <laughs> Definitely monitor and uh, see uh, how it all turns <laughs> out. Anyway, moving on. Those Atlanta Falcons, Hotland <clears throat> minus four and a half, four and a half over the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is this one's an easy call for me. As soon as I saw Atlanta four and a half against Carolina, that that was it's just a smash spot for Atlanta for me. Uh, bad game last week for Atlanta on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, just a bad spot. And they lost their all-pro A.J. Terrell very early. And you know, it was just bombs away for fucking Joe Burrow and um, and Jamar Chase after that. Um, so, yeah, just Carolina coming off a huge win. <laughs> Not 13-point dog winning by who the fuck knows wherever they end up winning by. So, so you're getting a good number here. And it, listen, Atlanta is... They're, they're in this division. Are they still the leader? They, I, 
Again, we never check no, records. Tampa Bay is the leader of the division. Okay, but Tampa Bay plays. But Tampa Bay plays Thursday night. So if they lose Thursday night, everybody in that division is still alive besides Carolina. But yeah, it, it just everything points to, to um, Atlanta here for me. I Carolina is a is a fugazi. What they did last week is not going to stick, and Atlanta has visions of the division title, even though they won't probably win it. But and, you know, in that locker room, in their minds, they got a shot. So you're getting full um, full bounce back effort here for Atlanta at home. 100% agree with you on the effort part of it and the fact that their season is obviously very much alive because Tampa Bay is shitting down their fucking <laughs> britches. Oh. Uh, so one thing, to so the numbers are split on this all the way around. Let's see, nobody... Nobody going to a buy, coming off a buy. Uh, one thing against you, so home favorites, again, week eight, 2005. Home favorites between four and six in division, 135 and 159. So 46%. Oh, sorry, that's all time. Since 2015 on this one, seven and eight, so closer to a coin flip. So still not good for you, but Carolina is that second team. Along with Chicago, that falls into this trend. Away dogs of four and a half or more. Coming off of a 17-point or more win as a dog in the previous game. 24 and 45. 34.8 fucking percent cover. So, 0% chance that I could back Carolina. The numbers give me no reason to. That trend especially gives me no reason to. And if you look at the other trend I gave you, 46%. Yes, that's all time. But since 2015... Seven and eight, so closer to a coin flip there. If I got to fucking flip a coin, I hope it lands on the fucking stupid Hawaiian and not whatever fucking Carolina is rolling out there at quarterback. Yeah, and I just pulled up the, the the standings. If Tampa Bay loses Thursday, they will be three and five. So when the game starts Sunday for Atlanta, they will be currently in first place. Amazing. Unfucking believable. <laughs> All right, moving on. Those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Consensus right now. I know, I stress right now. Ten and a half point home favorites over those Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, this is a historical sweet spot for Tomlin, and uh, you know, as a huge dog, this, this is their. This is where they they show up, and they they have been the last couple weeks. They've been they've been kind of hitting as the, as those dogs. Um, you know, so I like that. Um, but the thing is, Philly is coming off a bye with fresh legs. They are six and zero in the first half ATS this year. Um, so I'm gonna split the baby here. I'm gonna lean to Philly in the first half ATS, uh, and then I will lean full game if I had to with that huge number to Pittsburgh. Um, What's so, the line? I don't know. Uh, last I saw was six and a half. So if you can get under that touchdown, um, I, I, I kind of like that. So um, I know it's splitting the baby and it's kind of taking the easy way out. But I, I think it's it, either way you want to play it. I think that's the best way to attack this game is either first half if you like Philly or if you like full game. I would I would take the full um, whatever it's going to get to for Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I'm gonna half disagree and half agree with you. <laughs> So after the bye, cool. home favorite is not where you want to be. Uh, sub 500 ATS, 43 and 44 since 2010. 
That's Philly but, here, but I mean, that's basically a coin flip, so it's only one trim. Yeah. Now, if you look at the numbers, uh, they are they are split on this one, so that wouldn't take you anything away from Philly. But here, here is two things that why I like Pittsburgh in this game. Um, again, week eight on two thousand fifteen, home favorite of ten to fourteen. When they're scoring 26 points or more a game versus a team that scores 16 or less points a game. Should be a huge disparity, right? Yeah, it is. It's because it's 11 points. 13 and 18 ATS, 41.9%. Now, inside of that, here's why I really, really like Pittsburgh on this game. Number one, you said the Tomlin thing. Number two, Pittsburgh plays Lamar Jackson twice a season. So they're going to be more prepared for Fields than any team that he's ever faced yeah. so far. That's good. Justin point. Fields has never played an AFC North opponent ever, and all three of the people that play Lamar Jackson are going to be more prepared for him in that offense. So Pittsburgh will be ready. They've seen it before. You mean Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts um, is never yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Jalen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I wrote that down wrong. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has never played an AFC North opponent in his career starting from Philadelphia. Pittsburgh's going to be more ready than any other opponent he's ever faced. And that the reason why, I think the reason why their first half ATS is so good is because you cannot prepare for the dude's speed. You cannot prepare for that scheme. It's like playing, you know, a fucking academy school in college. There's no chance <clears throat> that you can be prepared for that. And you can build a scout team. You can try. But you, you don't know what it's like real time. Well, Pittsburgh very much knows what this is like real time. They play his goddamn clone again twice a year. And they do pretty well against Lamar. And so that plus the big dog plus that trend and coming after. And again, home after the bye. It's a very sleepy spot. That's why it's even close to 50-50. You'd think it'd be a huge boost the other way. It's not. They've been at home. They've been relaxed. Yeah. They've gotten fat and happy for two weeks. <clears throat> They're fucking undefeated. <laughs> They're not worried about this team. It's a fucking total, just sleepy look ahead. And again, the opponent that they're playing, more prepared to play Jalen Hurts in the first half, the whole game, than any opponent they've played. So I don't like... This is the one game all year that I would say I don't like Philly in the fucking first half because Pittsburgh's not going to be surprised. They're not going to be surprised with this offense. Yeah, that's a good point because last week Lamar played Cleveland in you know in division Cleveland seen Lamar a lot and they you know it's close game they're they're used to seeing Lamar so you know along the same lines you know Pittsburgh's used to these running quarterbacks so it's uh, I like that I like that point a lot all right we're gonna move on oh so you're fighting kneecappers how much longer <laughs> is he gonna be fighting plus three and a half at home to the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Ugh, Detroit. Detroit, you know, it, this pains me, and this is going out on a limb, but some desperate times call for desperate measures, Vosivis, and this is the Big Dick Pick of the Week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big 
Floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice dick. I'm gonna put my dick in. That's right. I, I, I just have to. You know, like this is a, uh, you know, like a dog backed up. You know, in a corner. This is a coach fighting for his, literally fighting for his job. You got Swift coming back. You got Amon St. Brown coming back. This is it. This is the fucking rally the troops and fucking go win a game that you have to um, take the three and a half points. Obviously, um, I'm picking them. I'm picking Detroit to win. You just they they have to. They literally don't have a choice. You have to fucking win this game or you might see old kneecapper be walked out of the stadium by security. <laughs> so, um, I mean, just it's seriously, like, I mean, you can only do the raw, raw stuff and I love it. I, I mean, I still, I still think it's, it's, um, his messages are good, but it doesn't fucking matter how good your, you know, your messages are and your, you know, all that bullshit. If you're not winning games. So it's a rallying point. They're at home, you know, um, they've got, <laughs> They've only got one win, but if you can start peeling off a win or two in a row here, then you can kind of change the morale of the season. But it has to start right here and right now, or he is fired. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get fired on the spot because, I mean, what else is Detroit going to do? But I think, man, that was such a crushing, like, you saw him fucking throw his goddamn head when he fumbled at the one-yard line where they were going to take yeah. the lead. I mean, they had been right there tit-for-tat with Dallas, outplayed them in many aspects of the game, going right there. I mean, they finally, they finally got past the penalties and the bullshit. They made a couple of plays. And then, but he made such a crucial fucking in-game mistake, and that's why I've never liked this dude from the start because I'm not like you. I don't, I mean, the raw rush shit's fine. But it only carries you so fucking far. And if you don't have the intellect and the fucking game management and the CEO skills to back it up, then it really don't mean a lot. And in that moment, and it was bang, bang or whatever, but they didn't even, like, if you're watching on TV, you got one barely glance at a replay, whether or not the tight end got in the end zone. And, you know, whether you thought it was in or thought it was out live, the re- the replay was like, oh, shit, I may-. And, and it was off. And they were they rushed to the line. They run a play, and he, the dude fumbles on the fucking one, which is the most lion thing fucking ever to do. But, like, you just, you got to let that moment breathe, dude. You're in the fourth quarter time to take the fucking lead. The NFL's not, like, those timeouts don't mean as much as they used to. Like, you can move the ball. Like, I don't know. It was, it was such a frustrating, and I, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent on that. That was such a fucking frustrating loss for us. Uh, but to this game... Detroit is the numbers agreement on this one all the way through, except to the newest algorithm. But through our general algorithms, they are the full agreement there. Um, on the flip side of that, though, uh, home dogs between three and five. If you score 25 points or less a game and the opponent scores 21 points or less a game, five and eight ATS, 38.5%, and that's since 2015. However... If you throw all the stats in and take your winning percentage below 20%, which is where Detroit is, there's only been three of those, and that's two and one. So kind of a trend inside of a trend that gives Detroit hope there, but I've got no other way to lean. But what the only thing that scares me is, I mean, they got to get their weapons back. Swift actually has to play. 
Anonymous St. Brown can't get knocked out of the fucking game in the first quarter. They have to have all the way. Oh, like, he wasn't has even. To go right for he Detroit. didn't even get a concussion. He didn't even get a concussion. They wouldn't I know, let him back in. I know. Stupid ass fucking pussy ass NFL. God damn it. Whatever. They it's they cannot rough. have anything go wrong because their defense is so fucking bad. Even with Dak playing very mediocre. Very mediocre. They actually played, and they actually played they, good they, on defense yeah. once. Yeah. They were fucking, but dude, can, they were but, but cracking can, But can they do that fucking against pads. fucking, yeah, but can they do that against the Cheetah and against Waddle and that fuck against that shitty um, fucking secondary? I mean, Are you doubting no, my no. Detroit Lions? This is they, when they're going to, look, they're going to have to run. score, they're going to have to score this 30 points. This is the points. playoff run. <laughs> They got to score 30 points for us to cover this game. I'm going to say that right now. They've got to score 30 fucking points. Now, they're very capable of doing that, so I'm not uncomfortable with it, but I'm just saying they've got to do it. When is this fucking kid from Alabama going to play? They, they need him. They need Monte Brown. They need Swift. They need everybody coming. Holy shit. How many more fucking people do they need? Jesus, they're averaging 25 goddamn points a game. 25 points a game and you've won one fucking game? You won one well, fucking game. Well, I mean, they that's, don't score 25 points a game without... unbelievable. Not with Swift and fucking St. Brown out, they don't score 25 points a game. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Fucking Minnesota Vikings, three and a half point home favorites versus the fighting midgets, those goddamn Cardinals. <laughs> well, this is the Danger Zone game of the week. All right, so listen, Minnesota, look, they're a good team. They're a decent team, but they're not a great team. And you got Hopkins coming back. We saw how that changed that midget offense last week for Arizona. Um, they they kind of woke up. Now, the final score was deceiving. They did have two pick sixes, so it wasn't, wasn't like they were, you know, 40 points great on offense. But it certainly looked like they could move the ball much better than they had in the past. Um Plus three and a half. I mean, that's just an auto play for Arizona here. I don't think that. Yeah, I think you got an overrated Minnesota team, and you've got a now with Hopkins a slightly underrated Arizona team. So I think Arizona could easily, easily steal this win here. So give me those three and a half points for sure. And Minnesota better be careful because it's dangerous. Yeah, I am with you on this one. Um, let's see what we got on the numbers here. So numbers are split on this one again. However, Minnesota again is a home favorite coming off a bye, so you're already at the disadvantage of the coin flip on that one. And then if you look at uh, since 2015, week eight, and on home favorites between three and four and a half that score 23 points a game or less versus an opponent scores 22 points a game or less. 35 and 54, 39% ATS. But inside of that Longhorn, 54 and 34 to the over. So give me the fucking midgets, mm. give me the fucking over, and uh, yeah, that's all she wrote on that one. All right. All right, moving on. Those New York J E T S. Two-and-a-half-point home dog for those, those goddamn New England Patriots. 
Mm-mm. I'm still not over what happened last week. Um, yeah. Look, this was a this is a weird game to me. So um, kind of split on this. And I'm hoping you can you know you can kind of sway me one way or the other. Kind of like the uh, Chicago Dallas game. Um, usually I'd be all over New England here, coming off a primetime blowout loss at home. It's our typical just just nail them. Don't even think twice next week and take them. But I don't like the feel of what's going on with New England, and I just don't like the fact that Belichick, who normally that's you can just take it to the bank. He's gonna make he's gonna pull all the right strings and not do the Dan Campbell stuff. But right now it feels like he's doing Dan Campbell stuff over there. In New England, and I just don't like the quarterback. Like that's kneecaps. one spot you don't want. Yeah, he's he's biting kneecaps. He's he's chopping quarterback. You know, stabbing stabbing quarterbacks in the back, biting kneecaps, doing all the kind of all the stuff. So I don't like uncertainty there at that position for sure. Uh, but then you know, on the other side, <laughs> you know, it's the fucking Jets. They just lost their best player on offense. They also lost their best offensive lineman, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, and, and, and Wilson sucks. So, you know, like, and, and, and when with a quarterback like Wilson, historically, usually Bill Belichick can give him fits and, and turn that game really into a bad situation for the opposing quarterback. Sands last week against Fields, obviously. Um, so I, I, I'm all over the place here with this game and, um, help me out with, and help me sway one way or the other. I'm looking to see where... Uh, Situationally, I've got nothing. What's his name? What's the quarterback's name? Uh, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Uh, yes. So he was exactly... Well, he ranked 16th last week. It was 48.7 QBR. That is well below average. It was just a below average week as it's been a below average season for quarterbacks and that continues boys and girls to trend down mm. and down yeah. and down Not good. however the numbers are on a full agreement with the Jets here but I think that the injury to the running back is very very significant normally you would never hear me say that for sure <laughs> and yeah. uh, but with this team and the way they win football games that's really the only thing that's kept them like kind of hanging around is that running back and is what has been you know pretty much the source of any of their offensive success since Wilson came back now Flacco was throwing for 300 yards a game that shit ain't happening no fucking more but in this in 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 this situation uh home division dogs between one and a half to three with a winning percentage above 50 percent versus a team with a below 50 percent winning percentage Two and five ATS since 2015. One and six straight up. And here's another one. Five and two to the over on that. Five and two to the mm. over during that spread. Um, I don't think any of these teams. There's no buy trend. Nope. No buy trend here. I thought I had one other thing. Let's see. Nope. I got nothing else. So numbers on the Jets. But I think, again, fundamentally, generally, you know, we don't really take a lot of injuries into account and to the numbers unless it's a quarterback, obviously. Um, but, man, I think that running back probably makes a bit of a difference there. It makes him pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. And the thing about New England versus – and, you know, you know I've talked about this off air. Running quarterbacks give Bill fits, man. They, for whatever reason, 
They give him fits, but it's kind of correlated because they give um, his buddy, his best friend, Nick Saban, who's also, yeah. who's also considered the greatest quarterback in, in his in college of all time, they give him fits too. So for whatever reason, their defensive system or philosophy, they just don't make the right adjustment when it comes to that. And if Fields carved them the fuck up, well, Wilson's not going to fucking do that. So, I again, I don't... I don't preach to go against the numbers, that's for sure, but I surely don't feel good about taking the Jets on that either. All right, Longhorn, we're going to move down to Houston. That is Houston with an H. For those Texans, man, did they fuck us last week. They're home dogs down. Two and a half points to the yeah. Mighty Titans. Yeah, and this is, this is um, maybe you can tell me what the line should be because this feels like Tannehill might not start and play. I don't know because it, it feels like it should be more than Houston minus or plus two or two and a half, whatever. But uh, the fact that it feels like Vegas is hedging their bet here on the Tannehill news keeps me off this game. Um, actually, you know, if anything, I'd probably put a flyer in on Houston either on the plus two and a half, or if you want to tease them up, because if it gets announced later that Malik Willis is starting, ugh, I mean, <laughs> that uh, that was not pretty in the preseason watching that dude play football. So, um, w- without uh, any more... good last week. Did you see him? Yeah, well, I think he played one play, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, it was one, one, or, one or two, something like that. Yeah, he's not ready. So, you know, if anything, I would just play uh, Houston here on a small, you know, just your lowest level as a flyer and hope you get a free roll with a quarterback change announcement later. And if that does get switched, it does look like Vegas is hedging a little bit, but if I would imagine that goes from Houston plus two and a half to maybe Houston minus one. I don't know. I don't do the... I don't read the numbers like you do, but I mean, it feels like it would definitely switch to Houston as a um, as a favorite. So summer line on this was six and a half, and if you look at the upgrades and downgrades that we've had throughout the season, they're equidistant. So all things being equal, this should still be around six, probably at worst. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. already hedging four points down, and I'm seeing there's at one and a half right now at win bet. So it is moving down further, and that is at 110 on both sides. So obviously the news is looking more and more, and it's twos pretty much everywhere. So more and more pessimistic to uh, Tannehill not playing. The world opener was three and a half. So obviously moved down a full point to two points, at, uh, like I said, at win bet. So if you see that Tannehill is not announced, if it's, let's just say all things being equal, um, two and a half, so that's four points. So from Tannehill to Malik Willis, an unknown rookie starter, that should be closer to six. So yeah, you're looking at round of pick'em if he get announced out. And this is a full numbers agreement at the two and a half to the Houston Texans here. Uh, I don't see any really other way to play it. If you look at home division dogs between one and a half to three. With a winning percentage less than 30% and the opposing 
uh, team has a winning percentage over 50% again week 8 and on since 2015 2 and 2 so complete coin flip from trend, trend perspective there is no let me double check yep no before no after buy trends on this one so the numbers are with Houston it's a coin flip for the best trend that I could find in this situation so yeah I'm, it's Houston or pass for me on this one all right. All right, moving on. Those Seattle Seahawks. They are three-point home favorites versus those New York football giants. Oh, I hate you, Giants. I hate you. I hate you <laughs> so much. There's no fucking way that they can keep doing this. Um, actually, you know what? As I'm doing this, I'm going to look up whatever the – Whatever the coaching odds for coach of the year is, I think I'm just going to like slam dunk it on Dayball because they are a fantastically uh, is that a word? Fan- they're they're a well coached team. Let's 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 speak English. Yeah, let's, that's, a, that's yeah. A word. Let's just do let's do normal English, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> I don't uh, I'll, I, I'm going to keep banging my head against the fucking wall because I like Seattle here. Uh, you know, I'm sure. That I will be cussing myself and drinking myself retarded on Sunday when the Giants are doing their normal bullshit and pulling horseshoes out of their asses and getting lucky as fuck. Meanwhile, fucking Daniel Jones, I don't know if you know this or not, but he's on pace to rush for 800 goddamn yards this season. Mm, 800 on him. Yeah, well, it's probably too late because they probably figured it out by now. But yeah, yeah that'd funny be because la- last year I hit the over. Remember, I bet uh, Jalen Hurts over 650 yeah, rushing yards preseason. 650 for the best running what quarterback that with? I've seen since Michael Vick. And, what did he end up with? That year, you know? Oh God, it's like yeah, it's like around 800. He blew it oh, okay, so, like Dan- I- so Daniel Jones is on pace to be one of the best rushing quarterback seasons of fucking milk toast. Duke, Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> go, white boy, go. Hey, he did. Uh, I saw the next year. What was? Remember the remember the play where he tripped himself and tackled himself when he was clear and, the, yeah. and like wide, yeah. yeah. So on that play in that season, he actually hit the fastest. Straight line yep. speed of any player in the NFL that entire year. He can move, man. He can he can fucking move. And Dayball, you know, they, he's he's scheming this offense up. It's not pretty to look at. They don't score a lot of points, but they fucking just keep getting first downs. I swear to God. We've bet against them so much. I've watched a lot of this shitty offense. And it's like they just keep getting the first downs. Saquon will just fucking... He'll just do something. He'll make someone miss, and he'll just get a first down that he never should have got. And then Daniel Jones, he'll just hit a fucking pass to a player that we don't even fucking know because they have no weapons on the outside. Or he'll do his little his little running, and it's like, man, they're they're not a good offense, but they're extremely efficient. And I don't have any numbers to back that up, but just watching them, they're an extremely efficient offense, and the defense is playing really well. Um, so they're a hard team to bet against. Um, but with that said, can't believe I'm turning down three free points with them. But this bubble has to burst eventually. And uh, hey, you know what? Actually, I don't even like this anymore. Uh, you know, I'm off Seattle. I, I'm it's a stay away game for me. I don't. I don't like. It. I can't do it anymore. 
All right, well, uh, the numbers are split on this one. However, I found one of the two trends of the week on this game. So, since week eight, or week eight or on, 2015 and on, home favorite, between two and four points, with a winning percentage of over 50%, scoring 27 or less points a game, versus a team scoring 22 or less points a game, 13, 6, and 1 ATS, 19, and 1 straight up. However, winning when the other team has a winning percentage also of over 50%. The home favorite is 8 and 0 ATS. And straight up, obviously. And it's a smash spot 3 and 5 to the under. And when the Opposing team has a winning percentage of over 60% with the Giants have. It's still 2-0 ATS and straight up, obviously. So that, boys and girls, is a trend instead of a trend instead of a trend. And I am not going to fucking turn that down uh, at all with the Seattle Seahawks. With a team that can score the fucking football, they're not going to stop scoring the football. The Giants' defense isn't good. So... And the Daniel Jones thing, so I saw, I don't remember his ball dinger, or one of those guys that breaks down, you know, the film every week and, uh, you know, kind of makes dinger. us all smarter. By what? Well, That's I mean, bad name. Yeah, that was a great football name, but, uh, <laughs> ball. <laughs> ball dinger, god damn it! I mean, you can't just hear a coach yelling that, like, Quit anyway. Dinging those balls. <laughs> uh, you know, he broke down the film, and the Giants ran. The same play, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. different formations, motion, whatever. But the same exact play, seven goddamn times in a row against the Jaguars. Oh. And it was a form of read option with Daniel Jones either handing it off or keeping it. But the same, he broke it down. It was the exact same blocking scheme. Mm-hmm. The, the lineman did the exact same. There was nothing. It was the same. It's like somebody it's like somebody calling the Bo Jackson play on you on Tecmo mm-hmm. Bowl. And your fucking up button was stuck on defense. You couldn't call the defense to stop Bo Jackson. Like, that's literally what no. they did. And the Jaguars had no fucking answer. No fucking answer at all. However, now you're talking about Pete Carroll, who is one of the better defensive coaches that we've ever seen, despite everything else you want to say about the dude. You know, he is that. And that read option shit, I mean, he was around when that was invented in college. He's seen it a million fucking times. They've seen this shit on Couldn't tape. Couldn't stop it against Vince Young. <laughs> well, well, I mean, for about three and a half quarters, he kind of did, but he couldn't when it fucking counted, could he? But anyway, uh, old Sneaky Pete, he's uh, he should be have his defense prepared for this. They should be, you know, up to the task of at least, you know, managing the, I guess, vaunted <laughs> Giants offense, which was not really vaunted, but whatever. They basically can't throw. They pretty much do it all on the run. Man, if they can is shut this down an that agreement? running... Uh, is this, it, is this is... A, a numbers agreement? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're split on this one. That, they're okay, split. Good. They're split on this right. one. Then I'm, gonna, yeah. then I'm going to disagree with you. I am. I don't think he's going to be able to stop it. I've, I've completely flipped. I'm on the Giants here. All right, show bet. Yeah, show bet. You're down 0-1, and uh, ah, here you, we go. You copped out of that bet. You copped out of it. No. Yeah, you did. The Atlanta, what? The Atlanta two weeks ago? Yeah, and you were like, no, oh, after the pod, you're like, oh, I don't like it anymore. I don't like it anymore. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? No, like no, 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 no. Yeah, you did. No. Don't lie. 
Don't lie. This is horseshit. Check the tape. Check the fucking tape. That's fine. You're I'll, down t- I'll take the, I'll take the zero and one. I just want the public to know. After the podcast, like I don't like it anymore. I don't like no. that pick anymore. I, that's the horrible. That is not what I sound like. <laughs> number one, and that's. <laughs> I would never. We don't even talk after. We don't even talk after this. I will put my own one record on the line here, and we'll fuck it. We'll show about this. Seattle, Giants, Seattle, got it. All All right, right. moving up. Those Indianapolis Colts, three point home favorite Mm. versus those Washington Redskins. Yeah, this it's up to three. That's funny. I keep, it's steaming towards um, Indy here. I am actually going to lean that way. Um, and the interesting thing about this game is last week, if if you listen to the tape, I was on Washington against Green Bay, and it was a lot like this exact scenario. I said that you kind of got a free roll with Heineke coming in because it literally could not be any worse than what Carson Wentz was doing so if Heineke actually gave you anything then you got a shot to cover and win that game against the Green Bay and obviously they did and even though he was kind of skunky beer there for a while he did hit a couple throws here and there to um, keep his team in that game and eventually win that game and I feel the same way here because Matt Ryan has been god awful He's, he's leading the league in fumbles and I think maybe even in interceptions also if you get anything from Ellinger, and if, if Ellinger can open up that run game at all with those RPOs and help out Jonathan Taylor in that offensive line, which have been struggling, you got a free roll here. Um, so, and if you don't, you know, if, if he's if he's just as bad as as what Ryan's been, well then okay, you know, then 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 you know the line's probably where it, it should be. You can tell me more about that on your side, but I'm going to lean to Indy for the same reason I leaned to Washington last week free row on a fresh new quarterback maybe it's a shot of life into this offense um so yeah lean in it all right so the preseason line was indy five and a half the world opener was at five and a half that was before the quarterback change it dropped down to three it's down to two and a half at DraftKings. um i think the super contest is down to two and a half those motherfuckers but anyway uh I'm the opposite of you on this one, and it's simply for the reason that I had last week for liking Washington versus Green Bay outside the trend that I gave. Was if here, here's the thing, boys and girls, with this football team, I've been watching for a long time. The teams that they beat are the teams that cannot score the football, and that's what I gave you last week on Green Bay. And inside of a huge trend against Washington, I gave you a trend for Washington because Green Bay can't score the football. Well, guess who else cannot score the fucking football? That would be Indianapolis. They cannot score the football. They fucking suck at it. Uh, They are the dead-ass last offense in DVOA. They're 31st overall in DVOA. So, like you said, if if Ellinger can give them a shot of life, that's great. But that's, you know, that's an if in it. But that's the kind of variance, though, that you do need if you do like Indy in this game. Because otherwise... You're pretty much dead in the water. Uh, home favorite, week eight or better. Favorite between two and four points with a winning percentage of 50% versus a team that less than 50%. 14 and 23 ATS. That is 37.8%. And inside of that Longhorn, 15 and 24 to the <clears throat> under. This is a dead, and since two, 2015, two and eight to the under. Uh, this is a dead ass yeah. under spot. Dead ass under spot. So give me the skins. 
Give me the under. And uh, this is a number. It's not an, uh, no. Is it? Is it an agreement? I don't believe so. Let me double check. No, it is not a split on that. So yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Indy against you at Washington as long as I can get it at two and a half. <laughs> I nah, don't I don't necessarily want to lay this three. three. Consensus three. <laughs> yeah. All right. No bet then. No all bet. Right. But yeah, the over under is plummeted to thirty nine and a half. Uh, mm. I'm sure it's on. I'm sure a lot of people have that same kind of information. But gonna be a show. This is a dead gonna be a show. This is a dead ass under. But with the variance of a rookie quarterback, here's what here's why I wouldn't play. The, actually, now I'm thinking of this. Here's why I wouldn't play the under in this spot uh, because of the variance of rookie quarterback. Because one of two things can, and probably one of these two things yeah. will happen. Uh, he's either mm-hmm. going to be way better than expected, Both of them. and Indy's going to walk away with this game and score a lot more points than expected, or he's going to be kind of what's expected maybe worse and turn the ball over fumbles pick sixes i mean just there could be huge variance to this game but if all things were equal i would like the under but now that i think about it ah, man i'll track it and see how it does just to keep with the trend but yeah i'll, I'll take washington in this one 94 percent of the money is coming in on the under um anytime yeah. anything's almost a hundred percent you yeah well i mean yeah i, I kind of leave i like the over two for all the things you're saying there's more than likely going to be some turnovers by the two bad quarterbacks um and yeah this, this it's just, it's just a dead ass again, historically and against it even since 2015 i mean 20 percent since 2015 in this situation 20 percent is to the mm. over so of course i i would never bet the i would never bet the over in this game but it's either under or pass and washington or pass from the all right i'm moving on those san francisco 49ers one and a half point road favorites over the los angeles Rams. Road favorites, man. See, I don't like it when it's... I don't like when things don't line up for me here because this should be one and a half point road um, dogs for... LA's the home team, right? They are. Yeah. And, And so LA are home dogs here. They are. Yes, sir. I just see... I don't like that. I don't like that. This is not lining up the way I like it to line up because that should be. I, I want to like San Francisco, but the line is not right. Um, so I'm scrapping my whole. I'm scrapping my whole um, handicap here. I we'll see what kind of what C Mac does. We'll see if Debo can play. I know he's dealing with an injury. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess that's why the line is juiced up like that because this honestly, this San Francisco offense and they're getting healthy on. Um, on defense, too, their, their their injury list is is shrinking, so they should be getting closer back to full health. So I guess it makes sense because they're just getting healthy, and they are clearly the better team. Um, but I just I wanted them to be fucking dogs. I wanted I wanted to be able to hit the sounder here and go against the home Super Bowl defending champs, but it ain't working out for me. So I'm gonna throw it to you and see what you got to say on this game. Well, this game was very interesting to me when I looked at it. Because if you looked at, you know, um, they've already played once, obviously. 
and San Francisco blew their doors off. And San Fran, though, was a one and a half point home favorite. Now they're a one and a half point road favorite. So, I mean, the Rams home stadium against San Francisco, I, if you're giving them a point, you're being pretty fucking generous. I'll give them a point just because they had to, you know, take a plane, I guess. Uh, the, the Rams home stadium sucks. Their fans fucking suck. That old city fucking It's beautiful, sucks. though. It's beautiful, yeah. though. It is beautiful, but their fucking fans blow. Uh, the look, the Summerhead look ahead line on this was uh, Rams minus three and a half. So that's five whole points of movement. Yeah. Well, I guess four. If you don't, if I you, want uh, that four line. If you don't count the zero. Can I get that line? You want can, that line? Can I All get? Right. Can I get San Fran plus three and a half? If here? you pay enough vig, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you pay enough vig, I'm sure somebody will let you have that line. <laughs> Probably so. Um, Probably so. But. So this this game is very conflicting to me on a couple different levels. One, I think that that line move is it's hard to say it's unjustified, but I mean they they are the Super Bowl champs, and I guess maybe I'm still hanging on. Like you said, maybe I'm still hanging on to my priors a little bit too much on that. But also, um, week eight, 2015, yada yada. Home dogs, one and three in division. When they score 18 or less points a game versus a team that scores 21 or less points a game, 5-2 and two ATS, 71.4%. The home dogs cover. Actually, Houston lines up in this trend, too. Um, so that's another plus to Houston on that one. And we have the numbers on Houston. The numbers are split on this game. But inside of that, McVay is now 3-8 and eight versus Shanny. Straight up. So... Three and eight straight up. Shanahan has his number. He has his offensive number against his defense. Like you said, the defense is getting healthy. You know, this trend is big on the Rams, but the numbers are split. And quite frankly, I mean, I, I can't walk in front of. Uh, once you get to end division and it's that sort of fucking, you know, huge disparity, you know, between teams, it's hard for me to. Uh, Go against that, and the Rams are coming off the bye, and as a home dog coming off the bye, 16-17-1 again. You're on the wrong side of the coin flip there. You got a coaching mis- mismatch, which just at this point, you might as well just call it a philosophy mismatch. That's not 100%. He's 3-8. Yeah. and eight. He could be 4-8. and eight. Great. You're covering 20, you know, basically going to, I mean, if they win the game, they're going to cover. So 25% of the time, you're going to win. I'm not going to bet on the 25%, me personally. There is, like I said, there is no. a trend on that. It's 71%, but you got to equal all things out. I mean, I, it's kind of just a stay away game for me. Hey, here's just real quick. Here's something that'll blow your mind. The Los Angeles Rams, if they lose this game and they go to three and four, and obviously if they lose this game, then San Fran goes to four and four. Seattle will be ahead of them at four and three. They could win and go to five and three. There, if, if Arizona wins, they're three and four. They go to four and four. If they, they could the Rams could find themselves in last place in this division after the after this week. Unbelievable. Man, how bad did they miss Von Miller? Jesus Christ. Oh, and Odell. Speaking of Von Miller, those Buffalo yeah. Bills, let's go Buffalo. 10 and a half point. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh no. No. That was sorry. 2 days ago. Yeah. Uh it still says consensus ten and a half. 
Uh, that's not right because I see 11 and a half. So I see 11. I'm I seeing see 11. Ten, I still see 10 and a half at Bet. What are you doing, Bet Rivers? What are you doing, Fandle? Man, there's some fucking square books out there. Let's just call it 11. Let's call it 11 point home favorite consensus over the Green Bay Packers. It doesn't matter what you call it. Uh, it might be square as fuck, but there's no way in hell I'm not taking 11 points with the team that... I, actually, this was my Super Bowl prediction matchup. That's that's funny. I didn't even think about that. I, I had hey, Buffalo you nailed and Green it. Bay. They're here. I nailed it. Here we go. This is the Super Bowl preview. Green Bay and Buffalo. 11-point dogs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that so much. Um, yeah. Look, Green Bay's not as bad as they've looked. Um, I know that sounds so stupid to say right now after losing three in a row, but it's just, it's just, look, they're gonna somewhat turn it around here this year. They're not gonna win this game, so don't, don't. I'm not getting crazy here, but they're not as bad as they look. They, they have a decent running game. They've got great running backs. Um, it's this just comes down to offense or the uh, the weapons. They have got. The trade deadline is in, I'm sorry, it is in five days. They got five days, and obviously they're not going to make a trade this week because they would have probably already done it. You got to get somebody in here to help Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And I don't like making excuses for Aaron Rodgers because he is a douchebag. But in this scenario, he's kind of right. He traded Devontae Adams. You know, like he just got rid of all the weapons. And he said, here you go, have have Lazard and a couple of rookies. It's fucking doo-doo. Um... But with all that said, this game is not going to matter. I will take the 11 points because, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. So give me some of that. Knowing that this is in a primetime spot with Josh Allen, this is where they crush. They like to bury people. They don't take off the foot off the gas. So I do understand and I am aware of that. But still, give me the 11 points. All right. Well, I'm 100% on the opposite side. Um... Show bet. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Numbers. Full agreement. Buffalo. Minus the 11. Full agreement. I don't don't show bet against agreement, (laughs) so that's that's canceled. And I'm doing it it live, so it counts. All right, we'll cancel it. Now, inside of that, here's what I got. I found this is my number two outstanding trend of the fucking week. This has a big sample size. Since week eight and on, favored by 10 or more at home. Or sorry, 10 to 14. I closed it up 10 to 14. Scoring 29 points a game or more versus a team that scores 19 points a game or more. The home favorite is 98 and 29 ATS. Fucking landslide winner and inside of that longhorn 106 and 23 to the over there kid so buffalo and the over and inside of that the packers give up three and a half points over what opponent scoring average is the last four games that would have buffalo scoring roughly run around 32 to 33 points a game their passing yardage the packers have held their opponents well under their average, but they're giving almost double their opponent's rushing yards. That means the Bills could play with less variance. I don't know if they will, but they could play with a lot less variance. They could have more ball control, which I'm assuming their coach is very smart. Hopefully he would do that. 
That means Rodgers is on the sideline, and he's frustrated, and we all know that Rodgers is a fucking frontrunner, and Buffalo jumps your ass immediately out of the box. They get up big, they get up quick, and we've all seen what Aaron does when that happens to him. He quits like a little bitch, as he always does now. Caveat to that is, if Buffalo turns the ball over early, which I could also see happening because Josh Allen is still prone to the turnover, and the Packers are hanging in this game, then my bet is my lean definitely is dead. But mm-hmm. if Buffalo does what they normally do, they jump their fucking bones out of the box, and that defense is just crushing the shitty, shitty Packer offense, then there there is no other. And it's crazy that the numbers... And you, you've been in this movie a long time. The numbers never, ever, no. ever fucking favor an 11-point dog with a full fucking agreement. That never fucking happens. So that yeah, combined shot. with a spread that is almost 80 goddamn percent and the fact that the over is at, at 80 fucking percent, there's going to be a lot of fucking points. I think it's all going to be mostly one side. And I would not be shocked if we see Jordan Love at some point in this game. Hmm, that's that. Well, maybe. Um, the the cash is coming in on Green Bay, which is not a big surprise. I mean, this is this the pros just don't turn down points yeah. like that. Yeah, so. you're not you're yeah, not yeah. your handicap wasn't wrong. It's just this situation. Yeah. It's just yeah. I like well, look, you got it. You got to especially to win a contest like the Super Contest. These are the type of you know the, the stuff like that is worth the little hidden gems that you want to have to uh, to catch the other side. Yeah, everybody is going to be on the Packers. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and they, and again, if Josh Allen comes up, turns the ball over, Packers start fast. It's going to be a fucking football game. But here's what I, here's my bet of this game. 100 for the people that are listening. Bet the goddamn over. Bet the fucking over. What did I say it was? 10. What the fuck was it? 106 and 23. 106 I don't even know if I've ever seen that kind of disparity in a number that fucking big. The number right now is 47 and a half. Bet the fucking over. That's a goodie. All right, moving on. Monday Night Football. And those fighting backdoor burrows. And had to backdoor shit last week. Minus three and a half at those hapless Cleveland Browns. Yep, and uh, it it took all podcasts to get here, but hit that sounder. I am taking the dog pound Cleveland Browns to win this game. I know that fucking Cincy is, everybody's high on Cincy right now. I know that all the tickets and all the cash is coming in on Cincinnati. I don't care. I don't care. This is a, you know what this is? This is a heat check, both of This is a heat check primetime game. Um, this is divisional home dog catching over three points. You got a wounded animal in the corner, and they look. This is much like Detroit. This is their season. You know they got Watson coming back at some point. I think it's week twelve off memory, but at some point he's coming back. But it doesn't matter unless they're hanging in here. They have to hang in for it to even matter. So this is this is the spot they have to win. They just have to win this game. They got to keep their hopes alive in this season, or it's a dream crusher. So you know, uh, just just a heat check. Give give me the brownies. Yeah, man, I went back and forth in this one. Uh, 
Originally, I was all over Cincy, uh, especially if I could get it. It was luckily it was two and a half, so I was expecting, you know, right around the two and a half, three. You know, it, it, when it came out, it was three and a half. A little less appetizing, but I was still like, yeah, well. And here's the re- here's the reason why, and the reason why I like Cincy so much. And I think I said it last week on the podcast versus Atlanta is they've pretty much abandoned that bullshit uh, run first. Um, Whatever the whatever the fuck they were trying to do and with uh fucking the wife beater uh girl kicked the shit out of her, Joe Mixon. <laughs> Look, he's real good at beating up chicks in a fucking Dairy Queen or whatever it was, a Taco Bell in Oklahoma, <laughs> but he's a you know, running inside the tackles. He does it okay, but you know, if you're gonna he's not a he's not a bell cow back. He's never been that. He's good, but he's good as an ancillary piece. That's where he's best. And for whatever reason, they came out and tried to stab him, blah, blah, blah. Then they finally went back and said, hey, we got Joe Burrow and this guy named Jamar Chase, who's a goddamn badass. Maybe just try throwing the fucking football up to him and see what happens. Oh, all of a sudden, they look like the fucking Bengals and went to the goddamn Super Bowl. Magically, who knew that was the fucking magic combination? So they figured out two yeah. weeks in a row. So I did want to take Cincy. However, uh, Cleveland is a numbers agreement. First of all, second of all, the Browns have the trend before the bye. They are a home dog. Home dogs before the bye, 25 and 15. That is fucking a crushing, Mm. crushing trend right there. The only thing that I have on the other side, week eight or later, home division dogs between three and five points, winning percentage of 40% or less. Versus a team of over 50% winning percentage, 48-57, that's 45.7%. That's uh, that's not enough to get me off of Cleveland on this deal, so I got to be with you on this one. Again, initially, I did lean Cincy, but again, I can't ignore the home dog trend. I can't ignore the numbers, and again, I think that Cleveland obviously should know at this point that Cincy has changed their game plan now. Can Cleveland's secondary, which is a fucking sieve, hold up against that yeah. passing game? That's going to be know. tough. And Jacoby it's... Brissett has turned in back into Jacoby Brissett. They are struggling, struggling, struggling to score the fucking football. They're going to need some fucking turnovers. They're going to need some home cooking. They're going to need some stuff to go right for them. But all in all, I got I got to lean Cleveland here. All right. All right, boys and girls, that was all the whims coming in the air tonight, baby! Alright, boys and girls, time you all been waiting for. It's time for those free SF free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, this week I am, I don't know if I've done this yet this year, but I'm going to package up the big dick pick of the week with the danger zone game of the week and the sounder of the week. I'm going to take D and all on the money line. So Detroit money line, Arizona money line and Cleveland money line package those three together in a money line parlay. And that pays you 17 to one. And we all do the money dance. Oh, I like the sound of that, baby. <laughs> All right. College free pick of the week. 
USC team total over 45. They're playing Arizona. Arizona's tied for 116th in the nation at defense and stop rate, which they're at 53.4%. That means that 46.6% of the time, their opponents get the ball, they score. They're giving it up an average of three points per possession. That is South Florida bad. 125th overall in the nation in defense. USC is the fourth-ranked offense, eighth in drive efficiency, third in explosive drives, and number one in negative drives, which means they very rarely have an unproductive possession. The last two opponents for Arizona, they put up 49 points each. That was Washington and Oregon. The USC offense is much better than both of those offense, and the schedule for USC, this is not a look-ahead spot. USC has got three straight fucking cupcakes. So Lincoln Riley should be looking to keep his guys sharp because at the end of these three cupcakes, that's when it's fucking winning time. They got to play UCLA and then the Pac-12 championship game if they get there. So he's got to keep his guys sharp. He's got to keep them engaged. So they're going to be wanting to score, 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 score. Over. Team total 45 for USC. And you might be thinking, hey, Bo Cephas, if you like him to score a 50-burger... Why wouldn't you just lay the 15 and a half? Well, you don't know that we fucking didn't. And you know why you don't know that we didn't? Because you're not a fucking client. Or us, you might know that we did. Or you might know that I've got a handicap that Arizona's going to score a lot of points too. Maybe you don't know the inside numbers of USC's defense. You don't know. But what you would know is if you signed up for that fabulous website. Longhorn, tell them about it one more time. Yeah. I mean, you would know all that if you would sign up. You would know even more if you would subscribe to the Revolution Network where you get all this kick-ass content and information. So, all right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and get a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for our premium picks, as you said, at our website so that we may become partners for life and most of us, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!